Welcome to the United We Stand podcast in association with Betfred. Final was just just gone here. Manchester United have won, beaten Brentford away from home in a performance that was a lot better than second half performance that was a lot better than the first half. Our chances from both sides in the first half but purely and simply second half we blew them away which we'd expect to do. Players have just come over to the crowd now, right to the end. Alanga's thrown his shirt in. Greenwood's thrown his shirt in. And Ralph Ranyak is right there by the crowd, although he doesn't know Jones. Scott McTominay, he's had a very good second half. And Ranyak. Smile on the player's face for the first time in a long time. An immediate reaction from that better performance or um, a game of two hours? Well, definitely a game of two hours. Pretty poor first half, but miles better in the second half. Intent, pace going forward, creating chances. Loads better and seems to go into the game, but we just need to do that for the whole game, don't we? I mean, he certainly seemed to make changes early on in that second half, which made a difference in terms of, well, it made if they actually scored, but he sort of controlled the game a little bit more by bringing on, um, or bringing off two players, two attacking players in Ronaldo and Greenwood. And wanted obviously not to have an, an upset like um, on Saturday would by conceding two late goals. Yeah, I mean, I think today though the first goal was the key on it, and you know Alanga did really well there uh, to follow it in like that and see a young lad do that's brilliant. And then yeah, I thought they managed the game a bit better. I think he said in the week that he he now regrets not putting going to three at the back with the wing backs when they were two up at Villa. He did it today, and it served him well. And absolutely delighted for Marcus Rashford. You know, we've got a treasure in. He's a he's having a tough run, and to get a goal today, a good goal as well. Hopefully, sets him up for the rest of the season because he could be a massive player for us for the next three or four months now, and that could be the difference between you know qualifying for the Champions League or the Europa League. Certainly, we're missing chances to really narrow that gap at the top, aren't we? And I'm not talking about the top two. I'm talking about three and four, which is really all that we've really been able to expect changing the manager halfway through a season did note that this time last year we were actually top of the league um, six I think it was seven points clear of City or, or eight points clear of City they had two games in hand and things after being second the year before seemed to be going well it all went disastrously long, wrong second half of the season like the first half of this season can we do what we didn't do and be the antithesis of that and actually kick on to the end of the season and go on an unbeaten run, which would take us to the top three or four. Well, there's a huge incentive there for the players, isn't there? You know, whatever you think of the current squad of players, there's not a single player there who doesn't want to be playing Champions League football next season. And that's, you know, whilst we don't view finishing fourth or third as a prize because it's not it's not a trophy is yeah, it no, but but right. to the players I think it's massive that you know to be playing in the Champions League playing against the top players week in week out is where you know they expect and want to be and they've got the opportunity to do it not not through the fact that we've put ourselves in a good position but the fact that nobody's pulled away from us I mean Chelsea have fallen off a cliff edge now I think you know we've got West, West Ham lost the last game we play them at the weekend you know win the next couple of games you can actually be looking at third rather than fourth that's it that's the, you know I think I said to you on the podcast on Saturday 
they go on about the standard of the Premier League and that. There's one very, very good team, unfortunately, in the Premier League at the minute. There's another that's pretty decent. And after that, there's quite a drop-off. So, you know, put a couple of results together and you're in there, aren't you? Yeah, definitely. We're now actually leaving the stadium. It's the strangest new stadium I think we've been to as it's in uh, among some quite, I would regard as quite affluent flats, right on the bank of the Thames. And um, we've um, actually had a good performance for once. So what did you think of that? Uh, you uh, played well in the second half. But first half against a half-decent team with plenty in the tank. We'd have been three or four down. So there's a lot to ponder. How we've, obviously... How we've won that game, I never know. We could have been five they down. Can I give you two words why we won it? De Gea. Yeah, mate, yeah. Dave saves. Oh, yeah, Dave saves. Oh, so. But it was important that we, we changed something or something. Yeah, something what, what changed at half-time. What do you think you did? If you're half full... I, if I'm completely honest, I think Brentford ran out of steam. I don't think we did much different. We're, 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 we're all over the show. Something twigged. They got a bollock in. We pressed, we won. So we won, haven't we? Results smart. It feels a lot better, doesn't it? When it does feel like, Second half felt really good. And Alanga's doing it. So it was a great goal by Alanga. And he obviously enjoyed it, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good to see him coming over to the fans at the end as well. Yeah. Him, Greenwood, McTominay came over, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. Not many of us. How would you regard that as a part of go, part of the season's United We Stand podcast? Um, where would you put that as performance-wise in some of the games that we've seen recently? I don't know what's happening. Okay, cheers, mate. Oh, I'm not having no interview. What do you think of that? I thought it was a superb second half after absolutely awful in the first half. You think there's things to still worry about then? Absolutely, yeah. A better team would have uh, taken us to the cleaners, I think, in the first half. Yeah, it's a euphoria, isn't there, about when scoring goals and when getting 3-0 up. But actually, it does hide a little bit the fact that the first half was woeful. I think it papers over the cracks a little bit, but, you know, a, a win's a win, so... Yeah, and for a long journey home that we've got now, it's, it's sort of some comfort, isn't it? Yeah, exactly, yeah. Every week, and eventually, yeah. he'll cost you. Fuck up somewhere. He's better than Maguire, so... Who's better than Maguire? Me? Well, <laughs> yeah, where's your list? I mean, certainly when he came on, Maguire, he didn't shine, did he? No, he gave the ball away a lot. Played well, second half we played well, didn't we? But, um, it's, yeah, first half was over, I couldn't believe the, just the standard of play in the first half, but I thought second half we looked a lot better. The shape's good. I thought this, that's the best formation. I thought that was the best, best we've looked shape-wise second half. And you could see once we got the first, I was delighted with Alanga as well. Just big beaming smile on his face. That's that's how it should be. We've um, missed that, haven't we? We've missed yes. players that actually are um, sort of delighted to play. I think that's United, what it really is. Really like really. Alanga looks like he's just delighted to be there, and I think we've got away from that. And I think he's, you know, young players do that. They, they, they breathe a bit of bit of fresh blood and a, they are refreshing change, and that's what he's done. And he's he can head a ball. I know it's simple header in the end, but. He's got a great leap on him. He looked enthusiastic. He looked made up when he scored. So it was um, no, and then you could see the confidence come back a bit in second. So 
it's something to build with. I'm glad I mean, they didn't. I was a bit nervous at 3 1. I thought they'd get a, another here, but they've got something to build on now. In terms of it was a complete uh, contrast to the reaction when uh, Rashford scored, who didn't seem to want to celebrate particularly and certainly didn't want to share his celebration with us. It's, well, it's like he got told. Cause that, where we run, we were just in the corner flag there and he come over and had a bit of a face on him and a few of them said something to him and then he sort of smiled. So he's another one though. He needs to get back to what he is, start enjoying his football, putting 100% effort in. But again, for him, there's something to work with today. I thought Bruno... First half was appalling, second half, I thought he played really well. Some, so, again, it's, hopefully it's a start, something to work with, and we'll see. But, it's, uh, yeah, I just I, I love what Alanga's brought to the team in terms of his enthusiasm and, and his face when he scored. It's just, that's what it's all about. If there was a one-way for United to get us back on side, because we certainly have been sort of offside, haven't we, for a little bit as fans, we've not been happy with what we've seen it's to play youngsters, isn't it, it's to bring those players through, who we know are the future of the club, or we believe we want to give a chance to be the future of the club Yeah, absolutely, you've got to get that connection back again with the, the fans and the, the team and, and that's the way to do it and I think the team needs, it looks so flat it needs that energy, and I think some different players, bringing some youngsters that's that's what, what it would do. I'd throw a few more in. I know there's a couple like that Hannibal's away with Tunisia in it, but I'd throw a few more in and just, yeah, just, that's what I need. Need something to feed off again. I actually thought, to be honest, I didn't expect much atmosphere wise, but I'd say it was the best atmosphere of the season throughout. I thought it was really good. What, from United? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even better than Villa? I, do you know what? Yeah, I would say it was. I was a bit, a bit I know it's a small allocation, but it was, uh, no, I thought it was good atmosphere. Like I say, I just hope it's it's a start rather than one decent performance in the next six or seven. Let, let's use it as a start now. Well, you will have enjoyed that. Did you think that, um, although uh, they had a lot of saves to make, that central pairing of Lindelof and um, Varane certainly looks better than anything else we've had this season? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Maguire, I think, has been one of our biggest problems this season. And... You're right, I mean, we could have been 3-0 down at half-time, but for De Gea, but, yeah, I, I I certainly don't hate Lindelof as much as a lot of people do, and I think he's playing better and better. For Ryan, hopefully, he's going to get a run of games, and the first half, we're not lacking effort. I think, you know, we've not got players like Pogba and Marshall at the moment walking about. Definitely lacking quality. We can't pass, pass the ball too well, but the second half, that was more like it. it just pace, delighted he picked Alanga, Alanga looks like yeah. a breath of fresh air and he looks like he wants to go at players beat, um, and then if you get the other players in the box and that then you know, someone like that can, can breathe fresh life into the team yeah it's a great night great night and great second half that's as good as we've played, best atmosphere as well probably away this season as well what happened? <laughs> I don't believe we actually just won you need proof? Yeah, we won. No, we we're in disbelief. We were in the corner, we stood on the chairs. Oh, oh yeah, we're winning. Oh, by the corner. We got back to Thoroughly depressed in the first half. Oh, yeah. Right, miserable pair until the second half. Yeah, we're fine. Oh, we, so we go, so we, we, oh. we've got a win. <laughs> yeah. So it's. You can't um, hold us. What do you think I'm holding this for? <laughs> what? Sorry. So you enjoyed that? Oh, very much, very much. I'm really happy. That I'm happy. And that's a new ground for you. 
It's a new ground for you. It is a new ground, you're right, yes, yes. Have you ever watched the United play Brentford before? I don't think so. Well, I might have done, but I can't remember. I don't think we've played them since the 50s, certainly in the oh, league. Oh, well, I might have seen them. <laughs> I know, yeah. No, I wouldn't have come here in the 50s. No. And what did stadiums go? What did you think of that one? What? As stadiums go, what did you think? It's right. It's like all the new ones. And yeah. was, I thought it was good. We were in the corner, weren't we? Yeah, um, we, stood on, we stood on the chairs, didn't we, every time? And so we could, because all the players came to our corner, didn't they? Yeah. It was good. It's it's nice good. to see a smile on the faces, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Fine. Yes. Thank you. For all the talk tonight, or today, about um, Alanga and how good he's been, Ronaldo's reaction to being substituted as almost disbelief um, was... Um, <laughs> I don't know. Did he deserve to be substituted? And do we need to start talking about his position in the team starting? Uh, I've never got a problem with a player that has a problem with being substituted. Because if you're happy, you should be should be taken off. It's the time to give football up. Uh, should he be? I think I think his link-up play wasn't too bad today. I think in the first half, it was shocking the whole team, but. He walks off the pitch, head down. I haven't got a problem with that. I didn't, I didn't like the reaction, to be honest. He, I don't think he could complain. Um, you know, and I, I'm, I'm a massive Ronaldo fan, a defender of him, and I, I think he should be our number one striker, but I didn't think he had his best night. I probably wouldn't have brought him off at that point, but I, I'm the opposite. I don't like reactions like that. It's a little bit, it's all about me trying to put a downer on one. Yeah, see, do you think at that they, point the confidence was just going do you think, to come back. Do you think any players should be happy to come off the pitch? Uh, no, I think there's a difference between being unhappy and deliberately look like he was throwing He didn't walk off and boot a water bottle out, throw his gloves out. He looked like he did something to throw yeah, stuff, but, but he wasn't happy to come off. I, 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 didn't, like, I didn't like the reaction personally. Any, any player worth his worth his weight in gold shouldn't be happy to be taken off a pitch. I know, Jay, that doesn't have to apply every time, though. So, like, not, like if you made three subs a game and every player come off, and started kicking water bottles about and everything. It looks like disrespectful to our manager. Like, you can be taken off and it's just part of the bigger plan of the game and that. I didn't think, you know, we, we were fairly comfortable. We, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't playing particularly well, which is fine, but no, I don't think, I, I don't like the, I always think when they're throwing their arms about and it's too demonstrative, you know, nobody, in the 99 team necessarily like spent every time they got substituted you've generally been rested for bigger games anyway I think it's a little bit look at me sometimes when the arms start going like Matty said I love Ronaldo I really do but yeah it's a little bit uh, well I, I shouldn't be everyone else should be sub but I shouldn't I don't agree with that I don't think it was that I mean he walked off the pitch he didn't look happy but he never did anything Disrespectful. I don't like it. I don't think it's something like you have to make a massive deal of. I think if you work for the Sun and the Daily Daily Mirror, yeah, you're going to make an issue of it. But I don't think we need to. Yeah, I didn't like it. I didn't think it was a it was a huge thing. But ultimately, there's no obvious alternative. Cavani can't play 90 minutes, and Greenwood hasn't really done enough at the minute to play through the middle. So yeah, I I don't think he's placing the team. Do you think? Do you not think we're carrying him? Ronaldo? Mm. No. I think. No. 
I, do, I just don't think into the Champions League through the yeah. Champions League groups, like I'd say. I'd say he's carried us through certain parts of this season. I don't think he's played to his strength as well. I mean, he's seen like a great. How many heady goals does he score? And we've got we've got the wingers aren't great at it, but we've got two fullbacks who can't cross. Well, we've got four fullbacks who can't I mean, cross. It was one there in the first half. We're at the edge of their box, right? And Ronaldo makes a run, and it ends up back at the ramp, straight in front of the hair. And you think to yourself, well. How's it ended up back there? Well, well, there was one of one of our. I think it's is our hundred and twelfth corner yeah, without scoring because we were trying to count on, yeah. and um, they they nearly scored. Yeah. I think Mahia yeah, made twice. it twice. Yeah. I think they scored twice from corners. Yeah, I, mean, I think a mate of mine sent me a message at half time. I think it was up to hundred and seven. Without the hair, we could have been three 0 down at half time. So for keeping Ronaldo because he's going to be a spearhead, and we've got a bit more balance with Alanga and Greenwood. He started, he, he were lively. When do you rest Ronaldo? Well, only when you play Cavani. Do you play them as a pair? Do you play them separately? Well, I still see. I see Sancho coming in on that right wing. Hopefully, he'll sort himself out. And I still see Greenwood through the middle. So, in an ideal world, you get two years, maybe three out of Ronaldo, with Greenwood playing more and more, and you rotate them to. Because um, I still, I still think potentially that's his best position. So, and what a what a player to learn from if you do Greenwood does play through the middle, but we've got that many out of form wingers. He's stuck out there at the minute. It's not. The thing is, like, Ronaldo's world class, but he isn't. You know, he isn't 2008 or 2013 world class. Like he, he has to accept that he will be brought off at certain times, and and you know, and he will be rested at certain times, and, and we we will have to do it. But we do need to start getting the balls into him because he will finish him. You know, he will finish him. If, and Alanga, as I said before, he's he looked like a breath of fresh air and. Suddenly we start getting movement up front. I thought we looked better for not stuff. I like the fact he hasn't rushed Rashford back in. Rashford's body language has been appalling for, some would say two years, but certainly six months. And therefore, he's going to now have to work his way back into the team. He scored tonight, maybe that's a start. I don't know. You've just hit the nail on the head with Ronaldo, though, haven't you? Right, he's not, too, he's not pre-2008, but he's going to take four or five players on or whatever it's his movement and if we don't get the ball into him when he's made the move you know the little step he's a clever footballer whatever you say about Ronaldo he, he, he knows the game doesn't he he's a clever footballer that little step that little bit of movement if you don't get the ball into him he's not going to be effective He's great. He's, he's a great no, touch. No, he's not. He's, he's not. It's his touch for Bruno for the second one. Yeah. That was a great touch there. But he's, you get movement up front, you create, get Ronaldo in a team that creates chances, he'll still score your goals. Yeah, Bruno was brilliant tonight. For, he, he, his effort's phenomenal. Like, even when Bruno is going wrong for Bruno, he, he doesn't stop trying. That chip at the end was a little bit stupid, but yeah, you know, he should have just put that in the bottom corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's a little but bit arrogant. In, in the whole scheme of things, it was irrelevant, weren't it? We need a run, though. We've been here before. We can't string two, three wins together. So 
Let's let's take that as a start now. Go go. What is it? West. Yeah, but we've got to take it as a positive, haven't we? It was yeah, a game of two. Half, game of two halves, weren't it? I do you think the four-three-three three worked really well. First half could have been two or three down. Yeah. Second half, it was a different side, totally different. Right. Before the game, I was talking to some Brentford, Brentford fans, and they were a generation, and they'd come from the Griffin Park. Yeah. And now, I asked them about the new stadium before I'd seen it. So I sat the scene about this new stadium. It is, you know, not that far from Kew Gardens. It's just, what, 100 metres from the, the River Thames uh, on Kew Bridge. And they were telling me how fantastic the atmosphere was, how wonderful new stadium it was. Facilities were fantastic. I don't want to disrespect what they said, but um, Griffin Park must have been an absolute hole if that's brilliant. As new stadiums go, what did you think about it? bizarre because like it's basically like walking into a a complex you know full of flats like so many parts of london i've seen them when i've delivered down here and like you just walking through flats and then all of a sudden this turnstile appeared i mean it was nice that the three pound fifty a pint much to our surprise when we went in for the first hour um i didn't mind the concourse and and i liked our ending that we got that corner and, and the United then was brilliant yeah. tonight but we got that corner as far as those people you said spoke to you about their atmosphere I put them with Fulham very quiet very family friendly considering they're a mile from Chelsea where Chelsea are quiet but it's quite an edge to it they were very I mean considering it's probably their biggest game in probably their history if we're being honest because we're the biggest game in most clubs in history like it was disappointing. I thought it'd be a lot louder, a lot more. I, I thought I, I thought the ground was quite good. For, it's quite a small ground, but I thought the ground was quite I good. Quite, I quite what like I need to ground. question is why they had a grown man dressed up as a bee. Oh, I missed that. There was a grown man, no, in the crowd, halfway down. Oh, one of their fans. The right hand side, dressed as a beat. Now, I question that because well, obviously, obviously it's something not right with him. What I, what I did like is that they didn't just go for the, the identical ground like Leicester, Southampton, Middlesbrough, so all the. It's a bit different, isn't it? It's, it's a bit. And I quite liked it, but yeah, I thought the atmosphere was very. Even first half when they were on top was very very quiet yeah, and I've been I, surprised I've yeah. watched a couple of their games and they seem to have I quite yeah, like I, that I man thought it comes across really well pre, yeah, you know but I didn't think yeah so I was a bit surprised but I thought I'd say even when they were on top first half yeah. I thought it was really quiet well, I, did, I didn't their, their, their end was their end was I didn't really hear it yeah I like away ends on the corner as well, well I, might I, like been, I mean might have been infatuated by the blokes dressed as a beef if they give well, us it this can't be as bad as where was the worst we ever saw people dressing up can you where do you think it was I've got it one in my I don't mean that Pete in uh, Everton <laughs> sorry Pete O'Pete Everton I mean do you remember Hull oh the, the, oh, cro- um, the Tigers and yeah. the you're going to get mauled by, by a tiger. tiger. Yeah. To be fair, yeah. yeah. oh, ask Ben here what he looked like. He looked like he shouldn't have been let out. This guy, didn't he? He was, a, he was, in, a, he was in a full B costume with it, with a tennis yeah, or whatever they call. That still can't be worse than mauled by a tiger. He's a grown man. He's the most offensive 
defensive hand gesture I've ever seen. The whole city mauled by the Tigers. Ball, you'll be the ground itself, though, I must admit, I, I didn't. I mean, it's strange how it, it goes like down to five rows in the corner. Yeah, but it's not bit. bizarre for a Premier League ground. But I didn't mind it. I, there's worse. I think there's worse up here. Like, Did you give us two thousand more tickets that could stay up for a long? One one thing that we will have to say though, and we're going to have to address Everton are moving to their new stadium. Most clubs are thinking about how to increase their capacity. The big decision is going to be made sooner or later, isn't it? Do we increase our capacity? Or I think what might be favourite is do we build a new stadium on all the land around Old Trafford that we've got? I stay at Old Trafford. It's got to be very, very to lose Old Trafford. I know it needs... But would we lose Old Trafford? We want a bit of a Tottenham style. I think it would be made so... See, I I hear all the stuff that people say about uh, Old Trafford needs to be modernised and it needs this, that and the other, but if I'm being honest, I, I don't want it to be too modernised to the point that, like everyone says, and Tottenham's made a better go at it than a lot of clubs have, like trying to get this atmospheric stadium, but they all look the same to a certain degree. Old Trafford's, Old Trafford's different. Old Trafford's different size stands it's got the statues it's got the tunnels I think it's inevitable we'll have to do something to be more equal friendly I I don't I certainly don't think under this ownership they'll ever spend the money to build the ground I I think to be I don't think anything will come but I think about you know going as a kid and when you were grandkids and and grand or grandparents and great grandparents we've got the land to to build it in the same spot haven't we I would imagine that we would keep Old Trafford, keep it called Old Trafford, maybe take the top tier off, would certainly keep the Munich Tunnel and probably have that ground for our under-23s, for the women's team and for other things, have the iconic Old Trafford and then right next to it build a brand new stadium, 100,000 and also, but it would have the naming rights of something else to help fund it. I'd, I'd rather keep Old Trafford. I mean, we're not far off, Ben. Like, are we... Where are you going to get 20,000 seats and knowing what, how bad it is down exactly. on some of the concourses? Exactly. Like, we're not... We don't need any more fans. We're nearly at capacity now, anyway. Like, you, if you want a ticket for most United games by the biggest game, you'll get them. Logistically, um, what would we do if you think about it? Like, if we did that, what you're saying, we'd have to move out of Old Trafford for two, what, two years, maybe? Where would we go? Well, we could play in Old Trafford while it was built. I know we've. Could we do that? I don't want to. I know we've on got the, a. On the car park, on the big. Mem- like, near the membership. Do, do Spurs have to be away for what, two years? Could we? She did, but I think that was more to do. Yeah, I think it's different because they were building it as part of it, wasn't it? I mean, I was disappointed with Tottenham Stadium, supposed to be. I don't think it's a patch on Arsenal. It, it wasn't. It's all it cracked up to be, wasn't it? No. You know, I mean. Especially away end. We're just saying, they said, right, we're going to build a new Old Trafford, whatever it was called. New Trafford. We'll keep, we'll keep, yeah. <laughs> we'll keep your old, we'll keep Old Trafford, but we're going to build a new stadium. 110,000, best facilities in the world. Make it absolutely aesthetically fantastic. Make the sound absolutely fantastic. Keep your three pound pints. You'd, no, you'd want it, you'd oh, want it on the land. You'd want it on the land, that part of town. Like I say, still going to the same places. 
you know, and I, I'm now taking my kids and, and they'll take their kids and you want it on the same line. You don't want, I don't want, want to move, you know, on the other side of town. When your missus listens to this, she's going to absolutely slate you. For, you're almost talking about retirement. You're a young man, you've written off for your life. No, but, no, I know, but that's, that's the thing. It's, um, I still want that walk up, man. Must be right. Yeah, it's, it's, I, I get it, and, and there's, but I just, and the thing is, once you lose it, it's gone, isn't it? So you make that mistake and move to, you know, you I think, like we say, it, it, imagine being a West Ham fan. Um, but West Ham was completely. We loved we loved going to the Berlin ground, didn't we? Yeah, it had yeah. atmosphere. It was close to the pitch. The new stadium is absolutely terrible. Go into that. Imagine that being your home. But, but it was miles away. Yeah, it's out. and it was in a different. It was put on a, a place that was never even built for football. The new, sta- new stadium. Say that they hate the new. West Ham's new stadium wasn't built for football, was it? It was built for the Olympics at the end of the day. Yeah, but United is one of. I think. Do you not think Old Trafford is one of the few grounds left? They've all moved. Like you say, there's a handful left now. Goodison, Villa Park. But so many have moved where Old Trafford's bathed in not just history, but they've got all the statues, the stands, everything's iconic about it. And, and what do we need? Like an increased capacity? Probably not. I we're, think we're not far off being a. We, we, we're, I'm up for modernising it, but we're a unique club, and, and a big thing of that is. He's a big thing of our history, our heritage, is Old Trafford. So I'd, I'd explore every opportunity at modernising Old yeah, Trafford. Yeah, but so was West Ham's big heritage and big... Yeah, but West Ham... Look, 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 look at them now. They're a joke of a club anyway. So it's... Uh, but look at that. How many West Ham fans hey, did you say? Oh, don't don't get me wrong. Far. I'd love to remain where we are, but... Maybe one day we'll need it, but I, I would certainly, I would explore every opportunity to modernise and renovate Old Trafford. Unless, unless and that's what we've done. I mean, oh, what, the tunnels, Munich tunnels, are the last remaining original bit in it. And, and so, so that's essentially what we have done over the years. So why not move, do it again? Should we ever move? Moving to Blakely won't be bad. <laughs> what? Just, just the side of the grove? Well, that wouldn't be yeah. too bad. Yeah. So you could go <laughs> pour yourself in and out of the grove. <laughs> right, and on that note... <laughs> I'm sat in Kewbridge United We Stand podcast um, in association with Betfred and I'm sat with a um, I suppose three generations of Brentford fans here um, I'll never remember all your names just give me your names Murray Neil John Jack right so we've got um, a grandfather and brother uh, son and grandson so tell me a bit about your new ground it's really good <laughs> better than Griffin Park although you won't remember it I remember it the, uh, yeah. That's good. So, whole new, whole new experience for you for this in, a, in the Premier League. How have you found it? What's good? What's bad? We've really enjoyed it. It's been quite 
to be quite fair, I think everyone was enjoyed it and the atmosphere has been brilliant. I, I didn't think we'd be able to carry the atmosphere from Griffin Park onto a new ground. I was a bit worried about that, but in fact it's better and the facilities are, well, there's no comparison. If, if I'm being perfectly honest, I know every fan says this, but the quality of refereeing, I think, is worse than the championship. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's very clear that the, that the, particularly the top six teams, or the traditional top six, the referee's style completely changes. It's almost like you have to fight twice hard to get anything out of the officials, or anything in that, in the, in that yeah. game of games. Exactly. And that's what we experience, yeah. particularly with example being I think Chelsea definitely I think we saw loads of examples where they were getting away with an absolute murder with time wasting falling over and that's that's yeah but if you're the atmosphere in the ground I know that if we win you won't stay okay yeah but if we win and you stay on for another 10 minutes after the, the game's over no no the, 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 the crowd just really it was, go for a repertoire of yeah, songs after yeah, the yeah, game it really literally is, you know, go. I, I, I've been to other grounds and, uh, and listened to the crowd but because it's a it's a it's a modern ground but it's close to close, close to the pitch yeah. 17 and a half thousand people it will be back tonight with Manchester United fans and Brentford fans of course but the noise in the ground is really good, and I think um, a lot of uh, you know when Sky come they're just up the road from us, Sky TV, Carragher and Gary Neville, and there's a, sometimes they they, they they pan to them, and they are just a bit taken aback by the noise in the ground. And so Carragher's even jumped in the crowd a couple of times. So there you go. <laughs> Do you think did that transfer from from your old ground at all? Yeah. What was the atmosphere like that? Yeah, yeah, because the old ground, the, the stands and the seating was very close to the seat, the, the, the pitch. It's, it's a similar situation, but our ground is, in terms of modern facilities, and it's a it's a quantum leap. Did as fans, did you have a say in the new ground in any of its developments or where it was or how did it come about? Did you feel you needed a new place? We just we knew we knew. I think most fans generally. Everybody will park back and say, oh, it's, it's a shame that we left Griffin Park. But hand on heart, we knew that we had to leave. Is it if far it, away from here? No, it's... it's, it's Literally it's, over the road there. The old <laughs> ground is there, but the old ground it's is probably half a mile. You can, walk, you can, you can walk Griffin walk. Park in, what, 15, yeah, yeah. 20 minutes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so everybody knew that we needed a new ground if we were going to go ahead. Yeah. And plus the old ground, I think, because of the season restrictions, it was, I think, twelve and a half thousand at max. Not even that. I mean, terraces and yeah, and, and that's with some standing. Yeah. Uh, this is seventeen and a half thousand. Huge and, difference. And so, which is wow. really good. Did you? I mean, sorry to be ignorant, but you won't have got the same sort of crowds that you've got now. So you've attracted some new fans or just old fans who can come. I think up. even with even when we were in the championship, the, the number of people that got season tickets in, as a percentage of the crowd increased. Was really yeah, it was something like seventy or eighty percent. This year, you know, you'd struggle to get. Yeah. To get yeah. Yeah. Plus. Plus, what the, the new ground is allowed, it's allowed a, a new generation of supporter to come and support the club. Yeah. Well, Jack, Jack, young man. Yeah. Well, Jack is a new, a relatively new supporter, but in the crowds you see a lot more women, 
in our crowd. We've got more girls in our crowd. And that was... More families. Yeah, a lot more families. And you wouldn't have seen that necessarily at Griffith Park. It was... Because Griffith Park was... It was an old-fashioned ground. It, it was had, built and for it attracted working, a generation yeah, of people. It, it was yeah. built for working-class people. You know? Yeah. When I was... When I... I'm 62 now. When I came... I started going when I was 12. And we had blokes... When I was 12, 14, coming off... We were finishing work, digging up the road coming on to watch a game in the afternoon. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, a big difference is 10 years ago, we you could literally turn up to Griffin Park five minutes before kickoff and pay on the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fast forward 10... Go, yeah, no yeah, yeah, yeah. Fast forward 10 years ago, 10 years now, chair, you've got to get tickets. Our chairman, Begum, he's just... He's put his money's where his mouth is and he's back the club. He's a visionary. He really is a visionary. Yeah, he's a visionary, yeah. And the way they've organised the structure of the club... Yeah, he's done a really good job. He's built it what appears to me to be in quite um, expensive real estate. Or are we not talking about that here? It looks like it is. Well, look. I don't know if you know much about London, but. Um, anyway, it's expensive. Yeah. Well, look. Hampstead is very expensive. Yeah. Richmond's expensive. They're places where really rich people want to live. Kew, just across the bridge here is where people really want to live. Yes, I okay. So this is prime real estate here. So for us to get this ground here, thinking, mm-hmm. is, is brilliant. So close to our old ground. But yeah. our old ground, I don't know what they're going to do with it. It's a housing. They'll probably turn it into very expensive housing. Yeah. So it's sandwiched next to the motorway, so you're never going to build housing there, were you, to be quite honest? It's yeah, industrial land. No, it? yeah, but Neil, once it's cleaned, it's brown land, but once it's cleaned, you can put office blocks there, yeah, yeah, not necessarily housing, you know. I think the important thing about where it is, it's so well situated for transport be, yeah. and, and flow of people. It's a very great location. They couldn't pick a better location. Yeah. It, when you go up to the ground, you yeah. finally feel that you're getting, you're, it's on top of you almost, but then suddenly it opens, suddenly opens up into yeah, the ground. Yeah, yeah. And you think, wow, how do they fit this yeah, ground into this space? I think the way, I obviously haven't been into the way end with you guys, but I think I've seen a few away supports say, oh, this feels a bit strange walking into the ground. But then you get in and it yeah. opens up. We, we've only passed on when we've come past this yeah. year. You were playing Everton, I think, when oh, we yeah. were in Chelsea, away, was it? Yeah, you've got to play Everton, aren't you? And we saw, we were, wa- <laughs> we were watching you on the big screen, you know, okay. we were watching the game as yeah. we were stuck in the traffic coming in. In terms of, you talked about your chairman being a visionary. Does he actually own the club outright? And how is yeah, he? Yeah, he owns that. He has yeah, the majority yeah, shareholding yeah, in the majority club. Shareholding. And he obviously he's put you in a manager who is known as being quite progressive. He's taken you from. It's had you for a couple of years now. Yeah, I mean, uh, Thomas Frank came to us as an assistant coach. Okay, okay. He came to us as an assistant coach. So, so the players we you see today, he's come through the club club with. Yeah. But he's also bought in, bought into the idea of of what players we get for the club and what we sell, what we keep. Whereas. A traditional manager may not buy into that because yeah. our previous manager, uh, um, one of our managers, Smith. Smith. Yeah, no, yeah. no, the previous to Smith. Oh, we'll buy. He, he would buy. He's we'll now buy. a QBR. Yeah. He would buy into that. So he went. He left. Yeah, he, he, he wanted to decide he what players to bring in, how to recruit. Yeah, yeah. Um, old style that recruitment as man. Yeah. yeah, and that wasn't the deal yeah. with Benham. As you probably know, that we got rid of our academy. 
Yeah. And everybody's like, oh, it's terrible, terrible. Uh, but we were losing players hand over fist. It's a waste of money for us because we, we had the big clubs. We had a couple of uh, really good young players where Man City came in and took them for nothing. So all your investment was being disappeared. It was a waste of money. And, yeah. and I think Ben and said, well, what, what are we doing for? All we're doing yeah. is a feeder club. So the B team model's great. We could play yeah. some great teams in Europe, yeah. play their first team in some cases, yeah. uh, and friendlies. Yeah and gather players who have been discarded by, let's say, Premiership teams or even Championship teams who saw and didn't see the value in them, but we saw the value in some players. Like, Meltham is a prime example of that. Meltham, yeah. We got him from non, you know, Sunday League yeah. and he'd been released by numerous clubs in QPR and we developed him and sold him for £12 million to Bournemouth. Yeah, a few players like Watkins at Aston Villa. We bought him from Malpay. Malpire, it's a constant <laughs> conveyor belt of players that we've so- bought cheap we, we want to keep and our sold players, them. We're like, yeah, we're always supporters, so we want to keep our good players. But does that, yeah, does that give you, um, with this business model in choosing, does it give you hope that not only will you um, survive, but you can thrive in yeah, the Premier League? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Then, yeah. I mean, it's not let us down so far. And I yeah, think yeah. if there was anything I could point to, it, it's about the way you use recruitment to bring in yeah. talent, to develop potential, and then at the right time sell yeah. to bring in money into the club and keep them, keep and sustain the club. We're, we're never going to be, never going to be in where Man City, Man United are, where you can spend 85 million on a player. We're never going to be in there. We know that. That's, uh, but we, 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 we use our intelligence yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and smart recruitment. And to be fair, we are now, one thing I will say since we've been in the Premier League is we've kind of forgotten our usual style of football. So you probably yeah. see a more direct style of football yeah, yeah, right. at the moment where it's literally play a bit from the back, but then launch it I to Ma- go back Tony and Magueno yeah. and the support and the field support that. Our usual style was 4 3 3 pass in football, and you'll see the difference in possession. Yeah. So, we had something like in the mid 60s percentage average possession in the championship, but now we're in the sort of like low 40s. Yeah. And we've gone some of our style to be more direct and achieve better results and to be competitive. In the day, if you play teams like Liverpool or Man City, who are going to press you high, you can't play that style. They expect you to play out from the back. <laughs> so, we have to do something different to be competitive and it's worked against teams like Liverpool at yeah. home yeah. we definitely showed that we could so mix it up you confidence not only you've got plan A that works to get you up here but plan B actually can keep you yeah, yeah I think yeah. plan B's been used too much <laughs> <laughs> and that's the problem our usual passing style if you ask most Beast fans they want us to go back to playing 4-3-3 yeah, yeah, yeah. a passing attacking style yeah, yeah. and but we are pragmatic at the same time. We know that we've got to do maintain a certain level of directness to, to unsettle yeah. to, particularly right. top six teams. A couple of quick questions. I know we can see keen um, We're going to get kicked gonna, out. Gonna get kicked yeah. out. Anyway, um, 17,000 there tonight. A couple of thousand will be yeah, United fans. Where you draw most of your support from? Is it within a 10, 15 mile radius from here? And who are your biggest rivals? Huge local support. I mean, you know, even when you walk away from the ground, people are walking back yeah. home from here. It's spread out the more the years have gone by. So we do have a lot of fans yeah. in Berkshire and in, yeah. in Hampshire yeah. and outskirts of London now. Yeah. Um, the amount of fans in the locality is probably diminished. You say probably 
Hounslow, Felton, those local guys, they still have a lot of Brentford fans. Yeah. And, and that still has a localised feel. And we still yeah. maintain a community club feel. That's yeah. one thing we have maintained. Plus you've got that new generation yeah. that we would have yeah, lost. Yeah. Yeah. If we'd have stayed in League One or even in the Championship, yeah. we, every year that you're not at the top level, you're losing a generation of... In, in terms of you know, local derbies, I mean, so if we were in still in Championship, yeah. it would definitely be in QPR. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay yeah. you understand yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of history to that if you look into it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think Chelsea's the nearest. I guess we got to a local derby. It's great for us because we're seeing big teams come to us. You know, like Manchester United comes here tonight. So I heard on TV we haven't played you since 1947. Well, it's a special for us. We think this is going to be a great night. You know, today is a defining moment in our history where we can say. This is where Benham's taken us. Yeah, yeah. This is the, the top. Way. We're playing, yeah, we're let's be fair, way. one of the big, biggest teams in Europe at home in the Premier League. You probably say the biggest. But in terms of tonight, I'm actually glad they're you're playing Ronaldo. And, and I, the reason why I say that yeah, is I feel that when, oh, Ronaldo, not seen the team yet. Yeah, when Ronaldo plays, I feel that you it imbalances Manchester United a bit. It feels that it's all built around yeah. him to score goals. When you come when you come in our ground, you're under under the lights. You'll probably think, yeah, this is what we expect from a normal Premier League club. But it is a, it's a really great atmosphere and you know sometimes I don't know sometimes you just go to grounds where you think, yeah, it's like whether you're at Manchester United, you go to Liverpool, you just stop and want to listen. And I think we've got a bit of that, our ground. You'll so, enjoy so, the light show, by the way. Yeah, There's yeah. a light show for yeah, the game. Yeah, yeah. Games on the lights yeah. are breaking. We, we had one Everton. We met on the way in uh, game, and he was sort of joking. Oh, you know, us being southerners and soft. He said, "Well, here you've got um, heated seats." And we said, yeah, we've got heated seats. <laughs> and he said, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we've got to go. Yeah. yeah, we've got to go. Thank you very much Great indeed, lads. Talking to you. And that was the United with Stan podcast from uh, Brentford as we head back to Manchester now. It looks to have a clear run, unlike on the way here when there were two accidents and different motorways shut uh, temporarily. We still got here for kickoff, and now we'll be back in Chorlton Street by the looks of it around about. 2.15, 2.30 in the morning. Hope you've enjoyed it. Um, on behalf of Unite We Stand in association with Betfred, uh, we'll speak to you again soon.